everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning. It's crisp here. It's Christmas Day, sir. Oh, God. You there, boy. What day is it? Why, sir, it's Christmas Day. Run down to the shops and get me some crisps. I, I don't have any money. Don't tarry, to... boy. Now go. Oh. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm Lima Smith, one of your co-hosts. I found the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing episodes four and five of Revolutionary Girl Utena. I'm so... It just gets better every the episode. The Sunlit Garden prelude and the Sunlit Garden finale. It just... It's, it's all so good, Liam. That's a bona fide two-parter, my friend. We are deep in Utena right now. We are at possibly peak media saturation of Utena. Well, no, because there's like... The news is not talking episodes. about it. We're still talking about it. What more do you need? I'm shorting all my stocks in Utena. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy up Utena stock. We're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. We're going to keep holding on until we're done with Utena. And till then we're going to keep holding. We bankrupt Kiryu. <laughs> my God, Kiryu. That that rich fuck. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Man, these two episodes weird me out. Like, for so many reasons. Speak on that. There's the bit later with Kiryu where he's not fully dressed. Where he's aggressively shirtless. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, so, you know, it's like he's just shirtless. And then there's Mickey's, like, rage imaginings of him in, like, a rose-strewn bed. And then it's like, okay, so he's there, but also his twin sister's there who's, like, 14, maybe? I'm not Unclear. sure. I'm very unclear, but very weird. Anyway, yeah. Look, we're going to see some high school age sexuality in this oh, show. That, no. this, this episode has made that much clear. Okay, there's going to be some some bits that make me go, man, my high school experience was very different I mean, different sure, to Kid you looks like he's 25, but I assume <laughs> he's like no older than 17. Yeah, he's like, um, you know the, the image of like what you think high schoolers look like and what they actually look or like? Or like what um, American high schoolers on TV look oh, like and yeah. what actual high schoolers look like? Yep, yep. It's going to be just like that, except drawn and stupid sexy Kiryu. Nick, what are the oldest looking high schoolers you've seen in media? Hmm. I've got my top three. How old were they in Smallville? Dunno. Mm. Did not watch Smallville. How old were they in Riverdale? Uh, that's in my that's in my top three. Here we go. Now, at least in early seasons of Riverdale, I don't think they looked too old. Like they did a good job of like dressing them and styling them so they looked mm-hmm. appropriately aged. Good bit However, of makeup. they do frequently go out clubbing and start illegal booze operations <laughs> and things like that, which really tilts the scale. What what? Riverd- hey. Riverdale's a trip, you gotta get on it. Season oh five God. has just started. And uh, it does not stop. Yikes, okay. Um, AP Bio, all the high schoolers in that look like they're 40. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, And of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention star of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Ah. Crusaders, Kujo Jotaro. Of course, of course. Who Who is? Is like a 60-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger in a high school uniform. He's just, he doesn't quit. He does not quit. Who would you get to play live-action Jotaro uh, to capture the appearance of part three stylized Jodo? Hmm. So not Sylvester Stallone. I can't pick him. Okay. And also, like, hmm. obviously we've seen jo- Jotaro as he appears in the live-action Diamond is Unbreakable film, or at least on the cover, because we haven't watched it, where he's just like a serious-looking... Japanese actor who I don't yeah. know, but we want we want someone who looks like a huge muscle man, yeah. but is meant to be a sixteen year old high schooler. Or he whatever. looked the part. He pl- what about? Okay, so this is gonna sound really dumb, right? Yep. 
and he probably doesn't suit him at all. But Jason Statham with a wig on, <laughs> right? Because what about Vinnie Jones? Vinnie Jones? Yeah. Who's Vinnie Jones? He used to be a footballer. Yeah, uh, he's in Gallivant. He's in a lot of like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Those sort of movies. Who okay. did that? Yeah, <laughs> let me pull up a pick. Okay, I think I think you'll I think you'll like what I'm putting down. Vinnie Jones. Okay. So, so he's a real, he's like a Terry Crews. He's like an old footballer gone acting. Yeah. Okay. Dear mother of God. <laughs> Jojo. I don't know. He looks too rugged, you know? He looks too. <laughs> although it might just he's be He's got haircut. that nice square jaw, though. That's true. He does. He does have. Oh. This is, uh, I think, yeah, a picture of him from Lockstock. He looks a bit the like. The one where he's got like two guns over either shoulder. Mm, he looks a bit like Dave Batista. Yeah. Also um, a good choice. Yeah. But. Both of them look easily like their forty. Okay, here he is in more casual non-movie garb. Hmm. Okay, close oh, up. What I've I done know. is I've pulled up the picture from a People.com article. Vinnie Jones' wife Tanya dead at fifty-three. <laughs> so let's just move on. Let's move quickly, swiftly skim <laughs> over that bit. No, I see. No. It. I see it. Okay. Of course, we are kind of color washing this, but. You know, we're going with what we have pop culture references for and Hollywood is very biased towards the white man. Indeed. What about Chris Hemsworth? Ooh, yeah, he could play a Japanese Especially if you don't shave him at all. <laughs> just Jojo with, like, full stubble. You just keep the Thor, like, full beard going. Oh, I was thinking then... just, like, the casual Australian stubble. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then every episode is just a new adventure and, like... Every episode, he? the beard just gets longer. <laughs> Until at the end, it's actually just a full beard. And it's like, oh, Jonah, you've aged quite a bit. He's like, yeah, mate. Oh, Jonah, yeah, you've, gotten, you've gotten very Australian. Yeah, yara, yara, eh? Yeah, fucking good on yazza, you. Yazza, yazza. Yazza, yazza, mate. All right, good <laughs> on you. Yeah, get out here. Yeah, bloody yes, stuff. Yazza, yazza, dazza. Yeah, give me that bloody stuff. This is star. my mate, dazza. Yeah, this is Star Plaza over here. He's bloody good on you. All right. <laughs> Great, we did it. We did Australian Jojo. Um, I don't know. I still reckon maybe like... I was about to say Ken Watanabe, but he doesn't look young anymore. But in his prime. In his prime, though. He could pull it off. Um, but then again, most people in their prime. Josuke, I feel like uh, young Jackie Chan might have a good energy for Ooh. that. He's got that right mix of being able to be serious, but also an absolute goof. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that. Yeah, okay. But like, does he have the right sort of face for a Josuke? I don't know. Unclear. Very um, difficult to say. And of course, for Rohan, I want to say some sort of J-pop superstar. <laughs> Who's the guy who... Um, he, he's in that boy band, but he never... This is the most obscure I'm not going to be able to help you with this. It's like, he's in a boy band. They're like really... a, uh, an Asian boy band? Yeah, yeah, yeah like a one? Japanese boy band. Um, they... Someone from BTS. I think they're Korean. Doesn't matter. Is that, is that the one I'm thinking That's of? That's the one that... Look... Okay, don't come for us, BTS stands. I haven't learned their music. I have no negative opinions about them. But I'm very afraid of you. Okay. Uh, so it's like one of them just doesn't talk. I don't know. But he sings in the background and he's like really tall. I can't help you on this. He'd be great as a Rohan Kashibe. What about to play Jotaro? Um, mm -hmm. Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. But he's not a real human. <laughs> and they're the same character. <gasps> My God, you're okay, right. Okay, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Let's okay. get into this Utena. Okay, Utena. Utena. Revolutionary we, girl. We cut two. Episode... No, we don't. Oh. Not yet. That's not how we do this. Oh. First, I tell you that this first episode is called The Sunlit Garden, colon, <gasps> Prelude. Ooh, colon? Oh my God, it's colon. I thought it was Dash. Colon? 
Oh. The sunlit garden, Colin Prelude. <laughs> G'day, you tenor, it's me, Colin Prelude. It's a secret member of the student council. I'm here to duel ya. Slaps Anthony. Jesus. Mickey, that's M-I-K-I, though in the subtitles, other than when they introduced him, they called him Mickey, as in Mickey Mouse. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's a subtle... Uh, if that's like a, if that's an actual nickname, that is like a subtle pronunciation difference that we're not picking up on. I, I don't really know. I swear it must be M-I-K-I. It is, that's... and when they formally introduced him, that's how it was spelled in the subtitles. Yeah. But then when they were just speaking casually, it was Mickey Mouse, Mickey, the mm, whole time. Interesting. So, you know, I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't respect that culture enough to be like, yeah, you know, it's this, definitely. Mickey... A shy pianist and member of the student council has an interest in Anthe. Mickey swears he has no interest in the duels and offers to help tutor Utena and Anthe. Smash cut to in media res, the start of Mickey and Utena's duel. I need to get Anthe. I need to get the music back. I need to hear the sound. And Utena's like, ah, Mickey, you don't want to do this. I liked you more when you were playing the piano, Mickey. Yeah, well, you should have thought about that before you took Anthe from me. So I genuinely like in these two episodes how, like, not all the student council members are these sinister schemers and abusive boyfriends. Like, Mm. Mickey is just, like, a nice little boy. He wants to be friends with Utena. He's, like, he's got a crush on Anthe, and that is ultimately manipulated to make him participate in the duel game. Yeah. But. but I like that they're that you know they're friends for at least the duration of these two episodes. I assume they'll be on friendly terms going forward. With the occasional duel aside, I mean, if he keeps coming back and being like, "Oh, I'll help out Utena and Anthe, mm. whatever," or he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna try dueling you again because I really want Anthe." Oh, they'll definitely duel again. I'm, I I said as much to you while we're watching. I'm. I'm like, 70% sure that initial duel we watched with no subtitles mm-hmm. that convinced us to watch this show where, like, surreal cars are sticking out of the ground and Anthe and someone else are driving around the arena in another car. God, I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a Mickey duel. Okay. All right. I don't know if it was. Okay. It was a long time ago it we was. saw that one clip <laughs> and now I'm too engrossed in Utena to remember anything that really drew us in here. There was never a life before Utena. Hi, you're listening to Utena's World. This is... Hi, wait, hang on, what's our names now? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Utena Revolutionary Girl. Gotta get the music back. You gotta. Gotta get the bride, gotta get the music. Mickey, you don't do this. And then Kiryu is not on the sky pervert roost with his opera, opera binoculars. It is instead... The woman that we introduced to this episode, the fencing club captain, Juri. <gasps> She's Juri? the orange-haired student council members. She has like a, a fetching pair of peach chinos. <laughs> Wearing a nice white shirt with a, a very colour-coordinated belt. So this is great. Like, uh, <laughs> Mickey is like, I've got to make the Rose Bride mine. And then Juri, like a kilometre away in the sky, is like... Oh, I knew you'd say that, Mickey. Like, how are you hearing this? How are you getting the sound of Mickey from, like, a kilometre away? She's bugged them all. <laughs> <laughs> the opera glasses let you hear from all distances. And then we cut to the past, and we remain there until we work our way back around to the present. So, first thing from the past. The music room. It's an entirely black room with a single piano in it and three arched windows. It reminds me of a cathedral. Yeah, like oh. everything. <laughs> Mickey is currently playing a very sad song, I guess? 
this? It's like a melancholy tune, yeah. and Nanami is watching. I love your piano playing, Mickey. Oh. I've got a crush on you, which is reassuring that I don't have a crush on my older brother, Togakiri. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Nanami. So I rem- you didn't really get what I meant when I said this to you, but I remarked while we were watching that this these scenes of Nanami watching uh, Mickey play have real, like, Schroeder and Lucy from Peanuts vibes, where, like, one of the re- recurring set pieces of those comics mm-hmm. is Schroeder playing his tiny boy piano and Lucy leaning against the other end and, and talking and Schroeder not listening. Yeah, and Lucy's like, oh, if only I had a lovely boyfriend yeah, like Schro- you, Schroeder. And he's like, oh, well, maybe you'll get one one day. Plank, 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 plank. That's what pianos sound like. <laughs> <laughs> I see now why you're not musically inclined. <laughs> Mickey, why did you drop out of the competition? You're such a wonderful piano boy. No. Plink. The piano's out of tune. But it was just tuned. Then maybe it's me that needs tune. Apparently you can make a lot of money tuning pianos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like, every town that has like at least one rich person in it has a piano tuner who is probably making bank. Oh yeah. Well, there's not very many of them. So you just go around being like, I'm going to tune your piano. But it's really fucking hard. Why? Um, because you can't, you don't have like a reference on the piano. So you kind of need to go by ear. But like, but actually, these days you can it. probably get like a machine that does that for you. Mm, not really. That's the sound of me tuning a piano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't really get a machine to like automatically tune it. So, but you could like it could read the the readout, couldn't you? Yeah, but then it would probably change at a different distance. Ah, right? I see. Yeah. You always play this song when you're alone, Mickey. And he's got this binder with the rose seal on it. <gasps> the rose seal. Well, this is the only song for the piano that means anything to me. And I hope that she will hear it. Mickey, uh, Nanami opens the binder and sees a picture, oh, blushing angrily, sees a picture of Anthe in there. And we assume he's talking about Anthe. But from later context, we can figure out he's probably talking about his twin sister. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and Nanami, huge brain genius all the time, <laughs> is like, I need to destroy Anthe again. If she's going to take this man from me, I'm going to destroy her everything. Again. Again. And this time, Utena's not going to get in my way. Meanwhile, Utena and her friend Wakaba are doing bad at maths and they're sad about it. Wakaba's opening line is literally, oh, I did very bad at math. Sucks to be you. Says Utena, who is also just, who's just staring out the window, not really caring. I just wish I could get mostly 99s in math. Says Wakaba. Is that like just a shy of a perfect score? Is that what we're yeah. talking about here? Yeah, I think so. I think she's got very high standards. <laughs> you have to cultivate a sense of logic for that. Wakaba's all like, oh. Okay. Great line. But my mother always said to me, a real woman can force her logic onto any man. Ah. Uh, and Wakaba's like, oh, gee, Utena, I wish I was good at, at as good at math as you, but oh no, Utena got a 38 in the latest <gasps> test. That's only 38%. That was, that's terrible. That's pretty bad. That's like Koichi marks during the, the dark ages. During um, the Yukako Yamagishi is in love arc. Mm. And then only one lady can fix him. By making him eat so many erasers. And then he'll get better at math. That's Wakaba's plan. I was thinking a lot about Koichi the other day. 
uh, as, as you, you do. so should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember the bit where they they're trying to insert more continuity into the anime between the different arcs with mm-hmm. y- uh, Yukako. Yeah, so yeah. they just put in a bit where they're all out looking for someone. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just doing some, their stand user thing. Some random human. Uh, and then Koichi sees Yukako just like skulking behind a pillar and watching him shyly and he just runs like (laughs) runs into the distance and that's the last we see of him for that (laughs) oh i forgot that happened that's brilliant oh i love it okay so uh nick and i something happens here that nick and i had to stop the episode for like five minutes because it made us laugh so much so okay Anthea is outside near the arboretum in, slash greenhouse. Yep. Filling up the golden genie lamp that she uses to water it. Um, and Liam... I turned to you and I said something like, oh, I bet she gets slapped now. Or, or no, like, no, no. It literally was, oh, fuck. I, it was like, who the fuck's going to slap her now? Just jokingly, just, like, you know, oh. Just the casual sort of aside we'll make to each other. Yeah, yeah like, but oh, who's going to do Immediately after I finish talking, <laughs> slap sound effect. <laughs> Four for four. Just, like, it's it's not, like, funny that she's getting slapped. It's just, like, it just keeps happening. It's like, it's like if someone was, like, there's this horrible thing. First time, super impactful. Like, Jesus Christ. Second time. Okay, still pretty impactful. Third time. Jeez, she gets, like, hit a lot. Fourth time. Oh, wow, okay. Look, it's still going to be... Oh, no, it just happens. Okay, we're getting it out of the way. All right. And we had no reason to think she wasn't alone in this scene the whole time. Like, there's no one else here. She just turns around. She's just quietly humming to herself. And then she (laughs) she turns around, she's smiling. Bam! Just out of fucking nowhere. Just some mean the, girls. The three mean girls are back. And yeah. they're like, oh, we... They moved on from Sionji. We know how much Mickey loves you. Oh, he was saying that there's some girl that he's into. And we know who he's talking it's about. It's your fault he dropped out of the piano contest. You purple herd, herd? Purple haired son of a bitch. And then we it's just like... You. Pan back to Nanami skulking behind a... A pillar being like, <laughs> I got them to do my bidding and this is working so well. Anthe drops all her stuff. But then, oh my God, Mickey is there. <gasps> Mickey? Like, Leave him alone, you jerk. This is like an interesting inversion of last episode mm-hmm. where Nanami saved Anthe from the mean girls. Mm. This time she sticked them on her and then Mickey shows up and is like, hey, I'm Mickey. You leave, you leave Anthe out of this. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of that. Oh, God. So Mickey scares away the mean girls, helps Anthe up with her stuff. I'm sorry that they misunderstood my intentions and did that to you. Let's be friends or something more. And Anthe's all like, thank you. And Mickey hears at this point, the, the, there's something special about Anthe to him. Yeah, and so several times throughout these episodes, like, he'll make meaningful eye contact with Anthony and she'll just say something, like, polite and pleasant oh, to him. Thank and you. And it'll cut to, like, a music score, like, <laughs> swelling. Like, and we see the, um, the stanzas. And he's all like... <gasps> Emotions. And, yeah, that's, that's all we understand. Yeah. Uh, Utena and Wakaba are still looking at the window and... They're just like, oh, and, and they see there's Anthe and 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 that oh, boy. There's Mickey. What's what's he and doing? And Wakaba is like, I'm here to exposit about the student council members again. Three for three. Oh god. That's Mickey Kauru, a freshman. 
Mm-hmm. And well, what what does he do? Is he he's the handsome boy who fences and plays piano at the national level? Okay, I'm uh, sure the fencing will never come up. Yeah, I'm sure that's completely unrelated to anything else. Yeah. So Mickey is like a prodigy because he's mm-hmm. like doing college schoolwork already, even though he's at high school. <gasps> what? What were you laughing at? He's doing college. Work. He's doing college. He's doing college while he's, at school. He's so smart. He's doing college at high school. Oh. Oh. Um. He's very cute. He's I very believe. popular with the older girls. Yeah, it's a recurring thing. Mitsuko and the others are just in love with him. I can only assume from not having met any other characters that Mitsuko and the others are those girls who just slapped Anthony. Those bastards. <laughs> but why would he be with Anthony Himamaya? Ah, a mystery for sure, ah. other than what we just saw. The library. It also looks like a Dark Souls level. <laughs> There's a massive staircase, huge arch yeah, thing. That staircase is like three meters wide, made of the finest wood. Dude, three meters? More like five meters. Okay. Easy. Okay, so Mickey keeps doing the stopwatch thing this episode, and we still don't know why. We thought it was minutes for the meetings, but it's not. It's, it's in regular life. I'd He's s- you. What what if He's it's... quantifying him himself? You would be surprised to know I have in fact stopped timing everything. I've stopped even using a watch. <laughs> Time is a capitalist construct. Now. I almost made Nick do a spit take as he was (laughs) sipping some water then. Now all I use is the natural body rhythm of my inner stopwatch. No, you're taking a real Pete Evans turn. No, I'm just counting in my head from... Constantly? Every day. Every day of my life. What number are you up to now? Uh, 3,983. The fact that you had to say, oh, makes me think you're lying. I am lying. <laughs> but you know what? For the for the aesthetic that I'm cultivating, just imagine I'm always counting in my head. So j- jury shows really up. Really tiring. Yes. Ch- chatting with Mickey, they've got a bit of a mentor-mentee thing going on because she's the captain of the fencing club and he is in the fencing club. Ah, that he is. Yep. So she's like, oh, I thought you'd be here at the library studying, correcting someone's test paper, I see. Which is weird. I didn't realise that the school was going to hand out other people's test papers for correcting. Well, I'm assuming that they got them back. No, because then why is he... Or is he correcting as a marking? Or does the school just give you back your score? And, like, Anthe wanted to know where she went wrong, so Mickey is going over and, like, showing the working. I don't know. That's not how it worked at our school. I don't know. But it could be a cultural thing. Yeah. I'm so happy now because I'm in love. With who? Smash cut to Mickey at the dorm room with Anthe and Utena. So, is this like a study group? Not yet. Now it's just hanging out. Oh, okay. I basically just corrected it. Wow, you're so smart. Can you help me with my math too, please, Mickey, says Utena. No, Utena's all like... Maybe I should get a logical boyfriend too. Yeah. Meanwhile, Choo Choo is eating an eraser. Everyone loves Choo Choo. (laughs) Um, Mickey's all like, oh, Utena, do do you need... Help with math? Oh, you know who I am? I mean, you're all the talk of the fucking school right now. Of course we know who you are, Utena. Come on. Yeah, it's weird that Utena is like, uh, wait, who's we? Who's always talking about me? Everyone's always talking about you, Utena. Literally the first episode, (laughs) everyone around you was like, it's Utena. And she's like, thank you. Thank you, everyone. But no, he's like, no, I'm on the student council. And she's like, oh, are you here to duel me? And no, he's no, like, no, 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 I'll never duel you. And we, with our knowledge of dramatic irony, know that he will duel her. We've already seen it happen. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not dramatic irony so much as we've already seen. They're it's about kind to... of dramatic irony. Isn't it? Because they don't think it is, but we know. Oh, that That's is a like... form of dramatic irony. I guess. I don't know what dramatic irony really is. Oh, and I'm Nick, too afraid to I've been talking over point? your head for these past three years. Well, I get the concept, but I don't know exactly what it is. 
is? You know? Like, at what point is it ironic and what point is it not ironic? A literary technique, mm-hmm. originally used in Greek tragedy, by which the full significance of a character's words or actions is clear to the audience or reader, although unknown to the character. I see. So it would be irony if I said, I'm really hungry. But we as the audience know that in the oven is my father, who I just visited not more than 20 minutes ago. And the killer has murdered him and is now my roommate. And he's going to feed my father to me. And, and like, you would sit down and you say, Mmm, smells like my favourite. Yeah, it smells like just like how mama used to make You'd it. say, Ah, oh, reminds me of, of how my dad used to cook for me. Reminds me of how, except the words would just be, reminds me how I used to cook my dad, but it would be like, reminds how me how- How to cook for 40 humans. Yeah. <laughs> that just, it has the smell about it. Yes, it's spiced. Ah. Old spice. Like what my dad used to wear. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, is that my dad in the oven? <laughs> Okay. Uh, so Utena is just He's like, like, I promise I'll never do you. And Utena's all like, oh, well, that's refreshing. Great. Right. Hmm. I'll help you with maths now. Um, and she's like, Anthony's like, thank you. And then, <gasps> piano. Musical sting. Love. A lick. A musical lick on a piano. It's unheard of. He blushes. And uh, Utena's all like, so you like Anthe then? No, she just reminds me of my sister. It's healthy. It's normal. It's totally cool. Don't worry about it. Um, he doesn't explain any more than that right now. Utena's like, you student counsellors, do you know how annoying you've all been? Just Sayonji so far. <laughs> <laughs> Only Sayonji and or anyone else who just Kiryu doesn't bother Kiryu stuck to his finger in the pot, but they haven't had a sword fight. Oh, to be fair, Kiryu did also walk up and be like, well, 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 stroke hair. True. Very distracting. Yeah. That's why we're both doing so bad at maths right now, because of all these sword duels that I've had with Sayonji. Yeah, true, that I've had with Sayonji, yeah. What do we think is going on with Sayonji right now? Do we think he's going to emerge with, like, an eye patch or something and be, an like... An eye patch? Yeah. Why an eye patch? Just, like, upgrading his, his physicality in some Ooh, way. Full being stride. Like, yeah. Being like, ah, I'm Sayonji back again. I'm here for to For yet another duel. I'm here to tell you two things, Utena. One, fuck you. And two, give me back my girlfriend. And three, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So he's probably just brooding. I imagine he's well, not well, crying, just yeah, brooding. Last episode... Of the podcast, at least. I can't remember if it was last episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's only three. been at three episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we did learn he hasn't left his dorm since he lost again. Ooh. Did we learn that? Yeah. That's, cool. That's why the girls slapped Anthony. Oh, I The see. music room. Kiryu's there. A listener pointed out to me that Kiryu has the same voice actor as Dio in Japanese. And I observed from the credits today that in English, he's voiced by Crispin Freeman, who English anime viewers may know as Kion from The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Nope. Uh, and Alucard from Helsing. Also haven't watched that. Um, what else has he been in? Uh, he was in Code Geass, La Luche of the Rebellion. No idea who he'd be in that. Okay. Um... <laughs> Try harder. Try harder, come on, you can do this. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, go on then. Let's. Who is this man? Who is this mysterious... Well, he's got a nice name that I like the sound of. What is it again? Chris... Crispin Freeman. Wait, his name is Crispin. At least his performing name. Like crisp as in Pringles and then in, in as, as in, in walking in. towards the building. Oh, or... he was Tyler in The Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Still got nothing. Okay. Oh, he's in Digimon. Don't look. Oh, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is Togusa in Ghost in the Shell standalone complex? Who I believe is the unaugmented one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's him, yeah. With the with the um mullet. <laughs> now that is augmented. Surely. Highly that... augmented mullet. Uh, 
The only way I can kill my, <laughs> my mom. enemies. <laughs> the only way I can kill my mom is if I have a mullet. Um, he's someone whose name I do not recognise in Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade oh, Works. Oh god, he's in Fate. He's in Unlimited Blade Works. Oh god. The one that has like... Okay, I, I don't know a lot about Fate. I've just seen bits of my house, my former housemate watching mm-hmm. it. But I genuinely think that despite being activated with a really stupid creed, Unlimited Blade Works is a really cool power. Okay, what is Unlimited Blade Works? It do? creates like a pocket dimension uh-huh. where like there are all these old swords sticking out of the ground all around you in this big battlefield. Okay. And then you can summon replicants of all of the special powers that all the other people have. But because they're replicants, they're kind of weaker versions. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because that guy's whole ability is that like he's really good at like using magic to make swords and stuff. Right. I'm so fi- confused how things. this works, but okay, I'll, I'll believe it. Oh, he was Breakdown in Transformers War for Cybertron, one Ooh. of the good Transformers games. Ooh, okay. Not to be confused with Transformers War for Cybertron, the bad Netflix series. <laughs> Player and MB Soldiers in Metal Gear Survive. <gasps> the God. one that I, every now and then I think I want to play Metal Gear Survive. No, and then I look at no. the Then I look at the, at the promotional trailers and I'm like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> it looks bad. Just... Just never go back. Never go back oh, to Metal Gear. He was Masaharu Kaito in Judgment, aka Judge Eyes. Kaito in Judgment. Mm-hmm. He so so you're you're Yagami. Yep. You're a private detective. Uh huh. You used to be a lawyer. I did. Yep. Your but sidekick. What about in the game? Your sidekick is Kaito. Okay. Who used to be a yakuza. Yep. And is now a private detective. Right. And he's kind of like a um in many ways a sort of like proxy diet Kiryu. <laughs> Big burly okay. guy, good natured. Mm-hmm. He's got a gold heart. He's a bit more bombastic than Kiryu ever was, but like he fills that same role where he's like the burly guy you can rely on. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that you look to and you're like, you, I need a guy. Yeah, for me, I You're my guy. Et cetera, et cetera. Here we go. Okay. okay. Crispin Freeman. Crispin Freeman. Um, so Kiryu and Mickey are in the music room. Like, yep. wow, you're playing piano well today. There's a richness to the sound. Could you have found that special something you're after? That oh. shining thing? And Mickey's all like, I think I may have found that shining thing. Flashback to him with clearly his sister in an ancient garden playing a piano outdoors. I think that's probably bad for the tuning of the piano. But what do I know? I'm not a fencing and piano prodigy. I'm neither of those things either, but I think it would probably be okay for an extended amount of time. I envy you, son. If you do find that shining thing, be sure to tell me what it is. And Nanami's listening outside. It literally is like, you get a long shot away, you've got Mickey and Kiryu there, and then that fades to black as the foreground fades in with Nanami. shadow puppet. And Nanami's like, that dumb cuck, I'm gonna get his shit, alright? That dumb cuck, I love him so much. <laughs> I can't let him be with me, but I have to. Okay, the shadow puppets this time are just talking about like young love. It's literally like, oh my lover, how will uh, I? There was be a with boy him? I liked in elementary school, but then he found out I liked pro le- pro wrestling and garlic ramen, and he said, I never want to see you again. <gasps> oh. oh. Okay. That's it. That's now the whole... we move to the climax of this episode, mm-hmm. a group study session, <laughs> which, uh, as we will soon find out. We'll have an unexpected guest. Okay, it's in the dorm room. It's uh, Utena. It's Himamea. It's Mickey. And, and Nanami. Nanami is just sort of tagged along with Mickey and just gone, oh, I'd love to study in this math group and with then, you, Mickey. They're not like, hey, you gave us like 
a very traumatic trick dress like two days ago. Mm-hmm. We don't want you in our house. They're like, come in for the study session. Well, did they know it was her? How could they not? She gave them the dress. No, no, no. They got delivered. Yeah, but I, I thought they... Maybe it was just blindingly obvious to us with our knowledge of dramatic irony who sent it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was like someone sent it and it was like from Kiryu maybe or from, from someone else. And then they were like, here's a special dress. They're like, you have to wear the dress. So they did. Perhaps. I feel like they might have known. Who knows? Tell us, listeners. Yeah. You're, you're the ones keeping us accountable Don't in this day me. and age. <laughs> Definitely yell at Liam and by proxy me. Oh, Mickey, is this your girlfriend? Says Utena, who's never met Nanami. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no way. I would never date. Just absolutely brutalizing her. And Nanami looks very angry and is like, please, just let me the fucking... Time yes, I'd just... love to come Okay, in. so there's just this... Let's just skip through this fast. Yep. So, they're all studying math. And Nan- and the loop here that we go through three times is that Nanami is like, time to scheme. I'll call this operation, put a snail in her pencil case. And then she fantasizes about how it goes. When she pulls out the animal, it's framed with a yellow rose frame. Uh, and she pictures like she pictures vivid detail, screaming in in mock fear with uh, yellow rose petals falling through the air, and then uh, they'll say she's got a snail in the pencil case. I've misjudged you. I'm, I'm so, so disillusioned. disillusioned. And then Anthony cowers, and Nanami st- towers above her and does the Ojusama laugh. Ojusama? Yeah, that's the like snooty girl archetype in a lot of anime. Ah. And they do that laugh where they put their like reverse hand over their head, over their, over their mouth and go, oh! And then pointing a finger at her menacingly and just going, I've That's what me. you get! <laughs> And then she says, that's what will happen. And then Mickey says, are you saying something? And she goes, no. No, no, nothing, nothing at all. So she tries to put a snail in her pencil box, but then it's actually full of snails because that's where she keeps her pet snails. And then she's like, don't you find that weird? And, and they're all like, finds oh, it charming. that seems like such a Hemimea thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's all like, well, that's weird. All right. Time to reach back into my purse behind my back and pull out a live snake. Um, and then she fantasizes about the same basic loop happens. Yeah. Fans by the snake does the whole, whole laugh. I'm going to put the snake in her desk drawer. Mickey's going to think she's so weird. So then she goes over to the desk drawer, sneaks away. Oh, and in between each thing, we get a stopwatch click yeah. from Mickey. Time passes. Time passes. She's um, holding the snake in tongs, as you do. And she pops it into the desk drawer. But she doesn't, because when she opens the desk drawer, Mr. Mongoose, Anthony's pet mongoose, comes out and starts slurping up that snake like so much sketty. And she's all like, ah, there's a mongoose here. It's, and she's it like, just ate my pet I stayed snake. up all night catching that snake. Uh, and then Mickey's all like, oh, that seems like such a Himamea thing to do. To keep a mongoose. And she, I think Nanami's quite understandably like, why does she have a mongoose that lives in her drawer? Oh, that's where he lives. She's uh, like, don't you, Mr. Mongoose. We're studying now. I'll play with you later. And so puts the mongoose back in the desk drawer. Okay. Time t- to octopus. <laughs> so end game plan. She's got this octopus that she pulls out. She's going to put it in the closet. Yep. And then be all like, oh, there's an octopus in the closet. Naturally, that would freak out most people. Very normal. When she goes to do it, she's like, there's no way an octopus can be here. And uh, 
Well, she... Tanner notices her starting to open the cupboard and is like, oh, but it's too late because yeah. huge octopus tentacles start to tumble out of the closet. Larger than her. Yep. I'm freaking out. Like, do they have some sort of giant squid? She's screaming, octopus, octopus, octopus. But it turns out that there was a large octopus balloon at the school festival last year. And, uh... Anthony thought it would be a shame to waste it, so she brought it back and kept it fully inflated in the cupboard. Uh, as and, you do. And, and no Utena. one's like, I feel bad for Utena having to live with all these wild animals <laughs> and balloons in cupboards. To be fair, she does just stuff all of her stuff into like a wardrobe and then go, bam. Yeah. Who would done. have guessed that of the two, Anthony might have been the more obnoxious roommate? <laughs> but she keeps it so clean. They study well and it's all good. Hooray. Uh, Anthe- oh, Anthony got distracted and drew a little cartoon. Um, you know those flip book cartoons where like you draw a slightly different thing on every page and then you flip it and it looks like it's animated. Mm. She does that uh, with a little, little elephant cartoon. Utena's like, God's sake, Utena, be serious. We're trying to study no. fucking math here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Utena. Anthony. Uh, sorry, Jesus Christ, Anthony. Look, me correcting someone and getting a name mixed up? Ooh. What is this, Bizarro World? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Utena's real, like... Uh, Battle Tendency era JoJo's World Energy there. Yeah, so, uh... Oh, it, 7 p.m. 7? I thought it was 8. 7. Time for dinner. Uh, Nanami's like, oh, I made a nice little bento box for us all. But Choo Choo got in amongst us. <gasps> Choo Choo's eaten all the bento. What can we possibly do to remedy this situation? Just to be fair, Choo Choo. Very rude. Very rude. Very rude, Very Choo-choo. rude, Choo Choo. Anthony scolds him. I, like, I do like how she's like, oh, you live with another animal. <laughs> that's that's just fucking delightful. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm Nanami, a normal human being with very realistic expectations <laughs> of how many animals are in this house. And there's another one, a monkey. That, a monkey, great. Anthony makes them all like shaved ice with flavoured syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nanami is sulking. And she's all like, this is absurd. This is absurd. Why should I have to be treated in this... Horrific fashion. Just for the mere crime of constantly trying to sabotage you. (laughs) I don't want shaved ice. I don't want to be accused of not loving animals. I don't want to be accused of trying to sabotage you simply for trying to sabotage (laughs) you over and over again. And then I think she like slams her fist on the table and is like, it's not about the damn shaved ice Mm. or my weak stomach. It's about the principle of the matter. Why does Anthe hate me? (laughs) (laughs) Just because I hate her. Uh, And then Utena's like, it's not like that, is it, Anthe? Oh, where's Anthe gone? Anthe's gone to play the piano. They all hear it and it's beautiful. And Mickey's like, that's our song. The same tone as my little sister's beautiful piano playing. The same song. The sunlit garden. The same everything. Anthe goes sepia. That's how you know it's true love. Oh, like the flashbacks of the sister. Uh, Mm. Next episode, Sunlit Garden finale. (gasps) You wouldn't dare. I would. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm (laughs) I'm down for more Utena. I would and I have. Excellent. Mickey's starting to realise the extent of Anthe's loyalty to her role as the Rose Bride. Mm. He doesn't expound on what that means at all, because that would be telling us, the audience, too much. (laughs) Will such an understanding be enough to move such a passive boy to duel for possession of her? A passive boy. Passive boy. Sweet, simple Mickey. Passive boy. Passive boy. Doesn't really do much at all. We open on fencing. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mickey and Juri are both champion fencers. Um, 
Now, what kind of fencing was this again? You... Unclear. I speculate maybe a pay, but I don't know a lot about fencing. Cool. There are three disciplines of modern fencing. Foil, a pay, and sabre. They're all different kinds of sword. Well, it's definitely not a sabre, I can tell you that much. Winning points are made through the weapon's contact with an opponent. A fourth discipline, single stick, appeared in the 1904 Olympics, but was dropped after that. Really? Yep. One Olympics. <laughs> was it that bad? That it they used like... a stick. Yeah, but that sounds rad. It does sound kind of cool. Like, just imagine... Okay, okay, let me paint you the picture of this, right? I could do some Batitsu, the martial art where you use an umbrella. Yes, you could... Okay, so you're watching the Olympics, right? I'm watching the Olympics. You're it's watching 2020. It. I'm watching yep. the Tokyo Olympics starring Sonic the Hedgehog. He's there. He hands to one side. It's like you're watching fencing. You're like, wow, this is really intense. I'm really getting into it. And then they go... Uh, they, they start talking Japanese and then the translators come in. They're like, okay, we're just being told now they're moving on to the single stick tournament. Uh, we'll just cut over to that right now. You see Mario bow to one side, Sonic bow to the other. Each of them handing them a crude stick just found outside. And <laughs> that's not, not, and then that's not it. Wait, no, there has to be it. This is it. This is single stick. They are each given a crude oh, uh, no, single no, stick. Nick, yeah. It's single stick. There's only one. Oh. <laughs> in the middle lies a stick. And they each walk up to it. They each tug at one end. To the death. The timer starts and there's a dun dun dun. And they start pulling, ravaging through their clothes. Blood everywhere from their hands. Easily the stick is the victor here. <laughs> However, the yeah. winner... Is the one who manages to hold on to the stick. Ah. The stick mm. is not unlike the Rose Bride. In the sense that it Whoever will... has it wins. But it damages both sides. Ah. Nick, I did a bit of stick fighting in high school. Single um, stick or multi-stick? Multi-stick. Ah, multi-stick sword fighting. But we did single stick duels, uh, drills. Uh, and I gotta say, those two sticks clacking together, real satisfying sound. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. St are those the kendo sticks? The um, no, they're uh, scrim scrimmer sticks. Scrimmer? Escrimmer. Escrimmer. Yeah, they're like... Um, I can't remember where they're from, and frankly, it's not important. <laughs> but anyway, the point being... The point is, they have got a real satisfying clack when they hit each other. Unlike the metal blades that are being used in Revolutionary Girl mm. Utena, which are epee, maybe. So, okay, what have we got? We've got um, Juri and... Uh, Mickey. ...are both fencers. Mm -hmm. um, is the captain of the kendo club. Yep, so he's a samurai. He does kendo. <laughs> I still just want to say samurai. You realise that samurai is like a... It has a profession, it, yeah. It has class implications, which I guess he is high class. <laughs> and it's just a cool word. Um, and from what we've seen in the opening, let's see, we've got a shot of Nanami in like a sort of Kill Bill yellow cat suit with two short knives. Yeah, twin blading it, yep. yep. Uh, and we see Kiryu with his back turned, looking over his shoulder with what looks to be some kind of long sword or possibly mm. a big katana of like some sort. with a proper hilt to it as yeah. well. Yeah. A lot of swords... A lot of different swords. Yeah, I appreciate the variety. Cool. Yeah, and of course, uh, Utena has the sword of Dios. Yep. So classic rapier, classic kind of big sword thing. Classic big sword thing. It's one of my top ten big sword things. <laughs> uh, Mickey's doing better at fencing right now. It's like he's leveled up in life because he's fallen in love. I mean, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's that's definitely not how that works. I can tell you right now, when a guy meets a girl, their muscle goes to shit. He scores a point and all the girls who are watching run away giggling. Uh, jury's all like, well, 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 well someone's well. in love. I sure am mentoring you right now. Yeah, it seems like your strength has gone up a level. But the, you shouldn't use that strength as a weapon. The garden. 
Anthony is once again gardening. And Mickey brings her, brings her. <gasps> it's a mirror of the previous episode. There's no mean girls to slap Anthony because Mickey is bringing her the thing. Oh, he's being kind. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was like. Okay, so this is our first episode where no one slaps Anthony in the face. Let's, let's just say this. However, because it's a two-parter, mm. if she gets slapped next episode, I'm willing to keep that streak rolling. It's five for five. That's it. Oh my god. So we're in a state of flux at the moment. Okay. Okay. We don't know how to feel about this second parter in, with regards to slapping him. Yeah. Uh, and they're having a nice, quiet high school crash moment interrupted by Choo Choo skateboarding in like a real cool dude. <laughs> Literally skateboarding. And Utena chases him after him and is like, Choo Choo, wait up. Oh, am I interrupting something? With a very sly <laughs> smile. And then they're all in the music room watching Anthony play and Mickey exposits that he used to love to play piano with his twin sister. And they wrote this beautiful, famous song, The Sunlit Garden, when they were children. Now. But now they never play anymore because there was a time where he booked them a concert, but then he got the measles and she had to play by himself and she ran and hid and they never played again. Mm. So basically she just cried on the stage, yeah. ran off. And I really like the way they do flashbacks in this show. It's the same uh, stylistic choice as the um, Utana prologue flashbacks mm -hmm. where there are no faces, there's an, everyone's flesh is just like black void and then there's their clothing and their hair. It's cool. So dope. I like it. So dope. And everything's kind of um, color shifted. Rose tinted glasses, would you say? I guess. <laughs> Very blue for rose tinted. It's all pinky. All the characters. But the next one's all green. But that's when that's when the measles. Ah, the green is for me illness. Measle tinted glasses. Yeah. Um, so her dad is like, "Come on, you're playing on that bloody stage, mate. You're playing on the bloody stage." And she's all like, "No, Onichan, Onichan, Onichan." <sighs> I remembered that word. I remember that word. It's like brother, son. And she never played piano again. And that was when I realised how much I loved her playing the piano. <sighs> ah. I really just wanted to go back to that garden. The garden being a metaphor I for really... good times. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I love the garden as a metaphor for good times. Don't you miss... I love it on people's, like, Tinder bios. Yeah. Where they, like... When someone writes, like, love good times, hate toxic people, like... No, no one's on the other side of yeah. that. Oh, love toxic people, hate good times. To mm. be, I do kind of hate good times, to be fair. To be fair, a good toxic person can be a great time in of themselves. Are you saying you're in love with Anthe? Utena says she, she's right over there. And uh, he's all like... no. No. So Himamea, what are you going to do about the young man in your life? And she's like, I'm your bride. You won me in the duel. That's how this works. Mickey's like, <gasps> the bride. This is the start of Mickey getting red-pilled. Uh, Utena's all like, Which stop like kind calling of the me the bride. The other way around. Utena is all like, stop calling me the bride. No, Anthe is the bride. Oh, sorry. Stop calling yourself my bride. Yeah. You know I don't like that. Yeah. And Mickey's all like... <sighs> so, okay. <laughs> Atena says, it's ridiculous to make a girl someone's bride because of a duel. I can't forgive a system that deprives someone of their personal freedom. Mickey's, then the, Mickey's we, eye watching very closely yeah. on that statement. And we cut to the student council meeting where Mickey is like, we should dissolve the duels because I can't forgive a system that would deprive Anthea of her personal freedom. I learnt this from Utena. I'm very smart. Jury's like, okay, bullshit man. Okay, we don't... Yeah, so... Kiri is like, this is highly unorthodox. We normally only meet when we get a taskmaster envelope from End of the World. <laughs> um, 
But this is a matter of great concern. I want to dissolve the student council because this is like some weird dual bullshit and in retrospect it's kind of possessive. And Jury's all like, huh. I see, so that's the girl whose exams you've been correcting. Ah, I understand. Ah. And Kiryu's like, uh, ah, I see you want to dissolve our system. Time for me to start manipulating you. And this is where we... Okay, so I was speculating about the future role of Kiryu last week. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the opposite of what I thought it might be, of what I hoped it might be, where rather than like having a respect for but, but rivalry with Utena uh, and giving her occasional tips that she will use to win... Mm-hmm. Clearly she doesn't need them. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead, he's going to be like, got to keep the duels going. You don't want to duel? Here's me subtly manipulating you we into gotta, wanting to we duel. We've got to maintain the status quo. Here's how capitalism benefits yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Kiryu's out there um, not letting anyone sell their stocks in Anthe. <laughs> <laughs> so that the short options, so that the stock price goes down and the short options uh, re- remain profitable. Mm, yikes. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so, Mickey is walking into the music room and he bodily bumps into someone who is undeniably his twin sister. And she's like, oh, good to see you. You're in my way. And he's all like, oh, just can I move past you, please? You, you can't move past me. You're still stuck in the past. Oh, oh. I get it now. You're here to try and make me play the piano again. W- weren't you just coming out of the music room? I was, but the music room isn't just for playing with the piano as she ties up her, like... La- her like, scarf? Her scarf, her, like, yeah. Classic Japanese schoolgirl uniform scarf yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then Mickey walks into the dark music room and Kiryu is there lounging against the piano with his shirt, like, almost entirely open. He's got maybe one button done up on it. Yeah, it's, like, all the way down to, and like, his like, knife. G'day, Mickey. Guess what I was just doing in here with your sister. (laughs) And then he's like, were you doing with my sister? No, no. Take out a word from there, buddy. Your sister (laughs) is as cute as you are and as easygoing. (laughs) And then, okay, such blatant symbolism because then Anthe walks in behind them and is like, hello. (laughs) He's like, unless you defend the precious things you want, Mickey, someone will take them from you. And then he like buttons up his shirt and he's all like, don't let me fuck your other girlfriend, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Because your sister, I mean, I might just bang her again. We don't know. Even if the student council were dissolved now, the tenor would still have the rose bride and someone would take her from you. Now, what I like about this is that there's another musical sting bit, Mm -hmm. like one of those licks that happens, but it's all out of tune. Yeah. It's what? all out of whack. I didn't. I, I don't have a good sense of music, so mm. I didn't notice that. What I like about this is it's very much like, it's like the spectrum of morality for Mickey here, where he's in the middle and he has to make the choice between the the temptation offered by Toga on one end and by the, shirtless bad man and the regular human relationship represented by Anthe on the other. Shirtless, but then she not is man. also the object of his desire. Mm. Mm. See, as much as he would like to pull her in, she can only ever push him away. And then the final, closer to Kiryu. Then the final, um, the final nail in the process of red pilling Mickey is um, this conversation they have now, where Anthe's playing the piano, and Mickey's like, "Oh, you're so beautiful at playing the piano," and she's all like, "I know." Would you play for the piano for me again? Only if Utena let me. What about tomorrow? Uh, again, only if Utena let I've got me. Got to ask my mom. <laughs> Like, Utena, you know, she's the... I, I'm I'm wed to her, so I mean, I, 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 I look, a time is a different thing for people that are married, okay? So if she told you to stop playing the piano, would you stop? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I'd yeah. do anything that the rose... That the... 
the the my that my uh, rose akin would. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know what the fuck yeah. I mean. Mickey like trauma hallucinations sees Kiryu in like a pink room by an open window with a blowing curtain in his unshirted posture. And he's like, the only one she'll ever be with is the Rose Bride. No. The Rose Bride will only ever be with the victor of the duels. Yeah. Then Kiryu, like in Playboy a stance. In a like eighties music video, like four poster bed, being like, You've gotta defend the precious things, Mickey. You gotta defend Or I'll them. take them from you. And it's a real like total eclipse of the heart vibes in this framing. As he's like pulling a hand down his shirtless form, Laying, pulling down more of his shirt. And the shirts. camera is above him on the bed looking down, and he's like, Aha, I understand. I have to just So he says, I will protect the feeling of your song. And then oblivious oblivious Anthe is like, Thanks. That's great to know. <laughs> uh, we're back in math class. What Kaba and Utena are like Ugh. getting better at math thanks to Mickey's tutoring and then Mickey's here and he's like hey I got this rose got a Julia <gasps> you said you would never do me well I changed my mind because of dramatic irony and then we cut to he's like I'll see you after class uh, and then we get like him handing her the rose yep. and then we cut to the shadow people yep, the shadow people are pirates today and it's like I've got all the treasure but sir what is the thing you truly value the thing I want the most in life oh. the thing I've yearned for all these years oh boat sinking uh, what? Oh, uh, Nick it's time to duel it's time to I'll put it's time to duel dot wav in here thank you thank you it's time to duel the only wav worth my time. What about <laughs> Nick? What about uh, Ammonite.wav? Ammonite. Dun 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 I mean, I was just doing One Winged Angel. Yeah. You don't know what One Winged Angel is? I do. Okay, good. I just don't know the tune by heart. I'm going to try and make Ammonite One Winged Angel when I get home, if I get time. Friend of the show, Kyle, recently sent sent a chat I'm in, um, One Winged Kong, parentheses enhanced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's just hear a little bit of that now. Okay. Just making more editing work for myself. Oh my god. Right, and try to imagine the rest. It goes for nine minutes and 55 seconds. Is it the full DK rap? I assume so. My god. Okay. Um, absolute Destiny Apocalypse, Climbing the Stairs, music video sign. Murashiko Mukano Murashiko. Wow, that's kind of some, offensive, kind Nick. Of some, look, it repeats a lot and I thought I remembered no, the words. you were wrong. It's Zetai Unmai. No, not this bit. This bit is like... There's an apocalypse. Uh, the absolute destiny apocalypse. Yeah, the absolute... I'm Birth records. Baptismal records. Records of death. Records of me. A time-plated paradise lost. Upgrade outfit. The full transformation sequence happens. She brings her hands down. Anthony brings her hands down uh, in front of her waist in like an undeniably yonic configuration. Ooh, yonic. The hedgehog. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and as she approaches the top of the stairs and stares down Mickey, we get a replay of the dialogue from the start of the previous episode. So it's come to this. I liked you better when you were sitting at the piano playing music. Well, sorry, I've got a Julia now. <laughs> well, excuse <laughs> me. Girl who may be a princess. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, she might be a princess, yeah. The bells toll. That's how we know Jules is happening. Mm-hmm. For whom do they toll? Me. Boom. <laughs> Fucking Boom. 
I'll make the Rose Bride mine, even if it means hurting you in these explicitly non-lethal duels. <laughs> and Utena's like, please don't do this. Hey, I just, you know. Theatre, an extraordinary mind, oh, a collective this, phenomenon. The next song is uh, impeccable. Song. So last time we had like uh, Paleolithic, <laughs> yeah, like Paleolithic. We also got an Ammonite reference in this song. What is the symbol symbology of Ammonite? I don't know. Like spirals? Like, there's a lot of whirlpool True. St- stuff in this one. So maybe Ammonite is like Yeah, it's like a spiral, spiral shell. Does that mean we're slowly careening towards Junji Ito's Uzumaki? It's true. We might hit some Junji Ito shit. Oh, God, I hope so. It's no surprise that Ammonites, with their spiral shape, are symbols of change and positive motion. The spiral draws in negative energy, filtering it through the chambers and releasing fresh, positive energy. That was a much more coherent answer than I expected to Googling Ammonite symbolism. (laughs) You know, the Ammonite once symbolised... the Paleolithic era in this one anime that I watched. <laughs> so what does it symbolize? That's what it's sim- that is what it is. And Mickey is flashbacking to like, oh, Anthony, you like the piano? And then looking at her in her pink rose framed dual officiating dress. <laughs> yep. And they duel. He's got a classic fencing stance, and Otena's just, you know, She's winging we it. don't give her enough credit. Like. Kendo captain, nationally acclaimed fencer. She's just kind of doing her thing and she's yeah. winning. And even Mickey is like, yeah, she's not half bad. No she doesn't she need, beat. She doesn't need cryptic hints from Kiryu to beat these people. Um, and there's just Ammonite hamming in the background. Yep. We love it when Ammonite happens. You love to see it. Oh, you'll love to hear it. Have you seen that meme? Um, it's a vent, It's a, not a Venn diagram, a pie chart. Pie chart? Yeah. Meme is maybe a strong word, but it's an internet joke. I do love that when you said, have you seen that meme? You just started scrolling through your photos. So it's a pie chart. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a one orange circle. Wait, is it? Hang on. Is it things you love to see? It's all orange. And then the, the legend is it. Close enough. Oh, yeah, yes. It's what you love. It's all orange and it's to see it. <laughs> have I shown you that already? No. Okay. You... But the meme is pretty prolific. Okay. When you said it's I all one it color, romantic. I'd be like, oh. I think I get it. I think you I love got it. to see it. Yeah. Okay. The duel. They're all like clang, clang, clang. Goes the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting. Not bad. I can see how she beat Sayonji twice. <laughs> Just rubbing it in again. Yeah. Did beat Sayonji twice. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a brooding. row. Now he's brooding in his room. I will never see him again. I won't go du- brooding in my room after losing. I'll just have a normal conversation with a slight edge. I will definitely go brood in my room after losing. <laughs> Oh, I was putting words in Mickey's mouth. Oh, Mickey. Oh, my cousin just had a baby. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Revolutionary girl Utena, cousins had babies. But I've got to win to save the piano. Is this really what you want, Mickey? Yep. And she, he looks at Anthe and he's like, I can see it. She wants me to win. She uh, absolutely wants it. And they it. charge and they scream and like, cool shot where Utena is running like uh, along the, the bottom of the frame and Mickey is... Inverted on the top. And they're both running towards each other. at each other. And then Anthe pulls the sickest play. Anthe just steps on Mickey's heart. And, and just like, just, go Utena, get I him. Ho- I hope you win Utena. And immediately you can see the exact moment that his heart yeah. breaks. Sweet, simple Anthe. These oh. machinations are far beyond her. <laughs> and then like Icarus to the sun. Uh, he flew too close to Utena's sword. <laughs> <laughs> Gets her, gets his fucking flower chopped up. 
Like an idiot. And the, the lyrics are going, death and rebirth, death and rebirth, death and rebirth. And then suddenly we get the flashback sepia image of the garden. And it cracks. And it cracks. The bell's toll for V and Jury's watching and she's like, ah, shouldn't have lost. That's a shame. That's a real shame. If I was doing that, what I would have done is not lose. Oh, of mm. course. Do you demand satisfaction? Well, are you satisfied now? Huh. And he's like, my special shining thing. When will I get it? And then Anthea approaches is like, hey man. Let's study again. I don't hate you like I hate Sionji. And Mickey's all like, what? Does Anthe have proper human emotions? Or is she just always vaguely pleasant? Maybe she's like the perfect... Uh... Maybe she's like a Rei Ayanami science clone thing. I mean, we, don't, we haven't gotten far enough into this show to get into the nitty gritty of what the hell's going on with the end of the world. <laughs> yep. Or this revolution. So maybe Anthe is like a clone? Or like a... Mind ghost. A being from another universe? I don't know. She's just always nice. Mickey's unnamed sister is in the music room playing the piano. Also, just pointing this out, the only way we could ever comprehend someone being so pleasant all the time is if they're a being from another universe. (laughs) Hmm. She has no friends. Yes, she does. She has plenty of friends. She's got Choo Choo, Mr. Mongoose. Mickey now, I guess. Utana. Squid Balloon. This whole series is just her making friends. I was never good at the piano, says Mickey's sister. I just like to play with my brother. He was He's so good at piano that he could even account for my bad piano playing and it would sound good. Uh-huh. He just doesn't realise that. And then when that whole thing with the concert and the measles happened, the reason that I ended up running and hiding is because, you know, I'm shit at piano and I can't play by myself. So I just got scared and ran off. That was it. Wow, your brother's cool. And she's like, oh, I guess. He seems fine. Yep. Hanging out in the, in the hallway. Wakaba, Utana. And Mickey shows up and is like, hey, I lost yesterday, but next time I won't. Just just letting you know. Yep. And then he walks off and Utena's like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? We get a long shot of the school and then... The end. To be continued. So Nick, highlights, lowlights. Okay. So, highlight. Mm-hmm. Other than the bit that you went, oh, yeah. who's going to slap her That's this That's not time? part of the episode. Um, Highlight would probably have to be... God, I want, I want to say... Hmm. <laughs> I want to say the bit where Nanami goes full sicko mode. Sicko mode, and it's like the fade out from like shot of the music room fade into her being like, "Oh yes, I'll get her now." Because <laughs> at that point, I was like, "Oh god, yes." My yep. highlight, <laughs> just so unexpected. Just uh, I swear, if it's Kiryu, it's Kiryu. It's the the seduction oh of unnamed Mickey sister. Oh just as an entirely as a means to keep this dumb duel game going. <laughs> See, that was going to be... We heard he was a playboy. See, the manipulation, sure, I'm down with that. Low light for me is just like, isn't he like 16, 17 or something? And she's like... But just like the, the, the hilarity of like Mickey's like obsessed imaginings of him in like the seduction yeah. bed it's so good it's so over the top it's just my the only reason i have a low light is just because i'm weirded out by it yeah like, like it's not even that bit that whole bit i'm like oh god yes but it's like at oh least god, it's they're young. Like, at least everyone is a child in it you know it's it's high school romance stuff it's not yeah. someone predat like so, it's not an adult predating yeah. a child yeah at least yeah my low light is, it, I feel, is it the Nanami bit? I feel like the Nanami schemes oh. in the study group, it, it just went on a bit long. Like, yeah, okay. I know rule of threes and they changed it up a bit each time with the the 
snails and the thing, then the mongoose, and then the balloon. But for the most but part, it was just, the same they, joke. And the same animation each and time, the same too. Animation. Like it, just, it, just, yep. it was a bit long. Yep, fair enough. Okay, so Nick. Yes. Very interesting next time on that we got. Yes. Uh, so the next time on is called... Um, the next episode, rather, is called... Does it take care of yourself, Nanami? Or, or look out, Nanami, or something? So IMDB lists it as... Um, Nanami, beware. But I feel like what we got in this episode was something like, watch out, Miss Nanami. Yeah, something very like, keep yeah. an eye out for death. And the summary was, someone's trying to kill Nanami. And because they keep using animals, people suspect Anthe. Because she loves her animals. Yeah. As we, we learned in episode four. Yep. Mm. So what do we think is going to happen? Okay, I think... Is there like a stables on this campus? Probably. There's probably a stables on the we campus. We saw a big terrifying horse in the next time on. <sighs> Jesus. Um, maybe this is some kind of weird ploy. Yeah, I think it's definitely an Anami scheme. But, like, it's backfired for nah, you? Nah, nah. No? It's all part of the scheme, I reckon. Oh, okay. Get all everyone right. to think Anthe's trying to kill me with her animal friends. That'll teach Mickey and Cat K- K- and my brother and <laughs> whoever the boy is this episode yep. that she's no good and that they should love me. I get. I don't think she would... Employ animals onto herself. I need okay, Nanami. Mm-hmm. I need you to just like put a stop to all these like juvenile schemes and just have a sword fight already. Get it out of your system. It's a healthy dispute resolution. Not gonna happen for a while <laughs> yet. I don't think there's gonna be a sword fight next step. I don't think no, there is. Neither. I think I think there's gonna be someone who like runs the stables or the local like animal house. Animal that, house. Uh, that will. Be toying for a go at Nanami, who's just like, you know what? What do you mean toying for a go? Like, trying to fuck her up and just be like, Nanami, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> because she's, like, this person's seen through her lies or something. Oh, okay. Or... I thought it would be the opposite, where it's like, I need to make her feel vulnerable so that she'll love me. Oh. That's very 90s anime sexual politics. Yeah, what's the term for that? Um... Gaslighting? No, because gas. No, gaslighting's not quite that. Make someone question their reality. I don't know. Oh, it's bad. Whatever it is, it's bad. Yeah. You don't need a special term for something to be bad. It's that. It's always sunny episode where um the waitress Charlie is basically like, I'm leaving you, waitress. I'm gonna remove myself from your life because you want me to. She's like, good. And then <laughs> it just so happens that the rest of the gang are basically trying to like break into her house, right? Or like, of course, turn the gas on and just accident accidentally leave it on and stuff. So she's going a little bit crazy. And then she's like, Charlie, I don't know what the fuck you were doing, but I need you back in my life somewhere. <laughs> okay, I need. And he's like, Oh, great. Okay, so Nick, mm-hmm. what else do we think is going on in Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant oh. in like a long term sense? Okay, so we got the end of the world. The end of the a world. Hook. Uh, the student council want to possess the Rose Bride. Mm-hmm. So we got the Rose Bride as a hook of some kind of yep. end of the world means. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking about this revolution. Yep. But we also know that Utena is some kind of revolutionary girl. <laughs> we know that she's a princess who wants to be a prince because of the prince from her childhood who last week we saw descend from the Sky Castle and mm-hmm. possibly possess her to make her win the duel. Mm. Okay. What else do we have? There's the Sword of Dios. Who's Dios? Well, we covered that last time. It's like a god situation. Yeah, yeah, but Dios as in like, is Dios a real named character in this fiction? Unclear. I'm going to say likely not. I want to say likely yes. Just because everything so far has been so dope, why not just chuck Dios into the mix, you know? I mean, that doesn't, like, you say so dope, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, 
That's enough for me. <laughs> you know? Um, okay, I think... Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to work our way through dueling all the student council members. Um, mm-hmm. Kiri last, and he's going to, you know, give them all a nudge in the dual lieutenant direction when they need it, mm-hmm. or otherwise just to keep the dual game going so that he can eventually win, I'm sure he thinks. So he can eventuate whatever the end of the world is doing and gain power. And then I think... After that, when we get into like subsequent arcs, mm-hmm. like it's going to be the same student council and the same duels, maybe a couple of extra people. Okay. But I think new people are going to show up and be like, oh, you should duel you tenor again. Hmm. Okay. Interesting theories. Because what I reckon would happen is we would basically have the same high school drama happening. Yep. Uh, the duels would get less frequent, ah. but the motivations are ah. thicker. And they become more substantial. Yeah. So Tasty. So things like... There's currently no friction from anyone with Anthe. Everyone loves Anthe. Everyone loves Choo Choo. But the second... <laughs> They're just using her to get to Choo Choo. Exactly. But what happens if Anthe at some point rejects the mo- the notion of becoming someone else's Rose Bride? Okay, that's so interesting. Because I think that is going to be like a fundamental arc for the character. Mm. Um, just like learning independence. and Because we know that from our pre-search that the colour red... Symbolises people like taking control of their own destiny in this yeah. show. And she wears the red dress in the duels. And I happen to know for a fact, and I, I'm going to share this with you because I don't believe it happens in the TV show. Okay. In the movie, mm-hmm. which is like an abridged retelling. Yep. Uh, with a different ending as I understand it. <laughs> Utena gets trapped in a magical car wash and transformed into a red car that Anthe uses to drive away from the school and start an independent life. All right, that might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Interesting. I hope she can turn back. I don't think she does. I think she's a car now. Bring about my revolution. It's kind of like the end of Greece. Yeah. Okay. Weird. You see, um, the revolution of the wheels allows <laughs> Anthony. So I reckon Anthony at some point will be like, I reject the Rose Bride, but either I want to spend my life with Utena or. I just want to, like... I want to be like her. Yeah, or I want to be like her. I want to be alone or something. I want to be a prince. I want to do whatever, right? Yeah. But then that means that everyone who's like, you can't escape being the Rose Bride. Oh, and Anthe's going to have to duel someone, finally. Maybe? She's going to have to duel Utena and win. To be her own Rose Bride. Self-determination. She doesn't have to do what anyone says but herself. But then does that mean that we'll have... Okay, so maybe this explains why there'd be two people dueling at the same time, maybe? What are you talking about? Like, what if <laughs> Anthe and Utena get into, like, dual uh, duels? Double duel. Just like in Yu-Gi-Oh. Exactly. <laughs> and then to spice that shit up, double duel, you know? Anyway, point being, I think there's going to be some kind of usurping of the rules of the Rose Bride yeah, and all that. We're going to start getting deep into, like, the bylaws. Yeah, and, like, how this <laughs> works... <laughs> Wow, I'm Utena. I don't know how to choose between my prince and my rose bride. I guess I've really got to look into the bylaws. <laughs> what? Like bisexuality? Oh. Uh... Anyway, this has been JoJo's World. <laughs> uh, I think it's been a little fun one. Um, do we want to? Oh, do we want to talk about the Patreon update further? Not really. Or... Okay. Very well. Okay, um, don't know how long we're going to be doing weekly two eps on this. Uh, I don't think we planned to today, but we really wanted to see the second half of this two-parter. Oh, so good. Uh, originally, I think we just planned to do weekly one eps for a while, but we'll, we'll play it by ear, see how mm. we're going with our schedules and things like that. See how we go. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. No cool. rules, just right. Yep. And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.